Welcome to Michigan Ice Guys, podcasting to help you fish hard water better. Hey guys, Hello? it's the MI Ice Guys. We got uh, Chad online from his place up north and uh, Steph online. How you guys doing today? Not bad. I want ice fishing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, my legs are finally recovering from all that hiking around we did on uh, Houghton Lake and the tractor work I did when we were up there. But, uh, guys, we had a great weekend up on uh, Houghton Lake and just had a riot up there. Chad and Anthony, you guys got second. That was really good, and that big fish was awesome. Yep, second and big fish. Just uh, did not have the bluegills we needed. We knew what we needed, just didn't. We only had one good bluegill spot, and it didn't pan out. Yeah, well, and our I guess that happens. Not, not the right caliber. So, uh Steph and I got to go and just do some uh, fun fishing with uh, our friend Doug, who hosted us up at his cabin up there. And uh, we got out on East Bay and found some fish around a weed bed there. What was the uh, normal thing you were finding up when you were finding? Yeah, we were, we were weed. Yeah, we were weed edge fishing too. So I mean, that was the normal thing for the crappie there and the bluegill. Is a lot of weed bed fish, but. Sounded like the best bluegills in the tournament came in Basin. So I have been talking to them guys and got a waypoint to go try. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Um, now, I know you went up there, what, a week before and did some scouting and then uh, got to take a trip uh, down to see our buddy Brett. I went, I went down there about three weeks before, maybe a month. So, I mean, I hadn't been there a lot lately, but early ice – you know, East Bay is always good. So, you know, I found some fish there and then they kind of got small. They got a little bit bigger before tournament day. We ended up getting our, most of our bluegills from down there, which is not where you want to get your bluegills from. But, uh, yeah, we needed another day out there. and We took it easy and had a good time. Went and visited with Brett and Myron and, you know, just had a good time chasing big fish in Illinois. Didn't work out. I mean, we got some good fish, you know. Not the 16, 17-inch crappie we were after. I think the best was 15, but, you know, had a good time. Spent a day and a half down there and day and a half on Houghton because I had uh, some quad issues. You know, the drain plug kind of came loose, had oil all over the place, so had to do some running around to fix that. guess you vibrated loose. I guess <laughs> you have to put that on your that. maintenance list, the things to check when you take it off the trailer. I changed I changed the oil in the fall, but I didn't change the crush washer. Oh. So I I didn't buy the oil change kit. So I went and bought an oil change kit, did all that in the parking lot, and put a new crush washer on, see if she holds a little better. Yeah. So you, know, you don't want to over tighten that. Right. Yeah, I didn't put a new crush washer on mine this year either. I'm going to have to look at that next year. But yeah, I changed it in the fall, you know, getting ready for ice season. I usually change it all in the fall. Yeah, that's what I was kind of figuring is change that oil before uh, anything gets real cold and stuff. Yep. Well, it's but easy to do your maintenance in the fall when it's nice. Yeah. Well, the fishing was pretty uh, pretty steady up there. Like you said, the big fish weren't always showing up. But uh, So what was your trick for finding that big crappie that you got for big fish? Well, we were actually, I mean, we were in our crappie area, but we we're on the hunt for bluegill. 
and I found a, I put a scan down, you know, live scope, put it down, saw a big pot of fish, went over there, didn't camera nothing, because the bigger pods on Friday and Saturday had the bluegill. So, you know, I was like, well, there's a big pot of fish. I dropped down there and catch a one-four crappie. I mean, it helped, but not what we needed. So it was yeah. a really nice fish, but, you know, it was like, you know, it was probably a six, seven ounce upgrade, but we had like two bluegill at the time. So we really needed bluegill, but, you know, you don't get a chance to win big fish that often. So we'll take it. Another plaque for the wall. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to get a bigger wall with the plaques, the, all the wood that you guys have uh, acquired recently in the last few years. Yeah, I think we got one, two, I think I got five this year so far. That's uh, quite the uh, collection there. For those of you guys listening that haven't seen these, we'll have to get Chad to get us a picture of uh, one, or you can see them on the NAIFC Facebook page. Uh, Jack does a good job of posting pictures of all the winners of each tournament, and you'll see Chad's smiling face out there holding uh, the wood that he won last weekend. Uh, I got to help out with, uh, the help of Steph. We were, Steph was playing MC and I was playing, uh, scoring analyst working on the computer for Jack. And, uh, we had a great time up there. It was a phenomenal, uh, weather weekend as far as it yeah, wasn't super brittle. In Saturday morning was like laying on the beach, no wind and sunshine. It was great. And even when yeah, the wind did the pick up, rate. it wasn't terrible. No, not bad at all. Big lakes, so the wind gets going a little bit more in uh, a lot of little lakes, but not too bad. Yeah. So, yeah, we did a little bit of riding around. Uh, we had some adventure when we had Doug in the sled behind uh, the K&M commander riding across, and he was pretty excited about that, that uh, at 53 years old, he got to ride in the sled. Yeah, been and, a while, it sounded like. Yeah, go scooting across the ice. But, uh, yeah, that tournament was pretty cool. Now, what do you got? Uh, we got this weekend where you're just going to run some local stuff and then the championship is the following weekend, yep. right? Yep. I'm doing the – me and Zach are doing the Southern Panfish uh, – what, what are they called? Southern Panfish Series Championship this uh, Saturday on Long Lake and Reading down by Coldwater. So Wow, down there. yeah. Now, you guys going to go down and do any pre-fishing on that one? Yep, we're going to leave tomorrow morning. Oh, that's cool. So we're going to gonna have two days pre-fishing, a little more than I normally do for one of theirs. Usually, I just show up and go out and go fishing, and, you know, the results show the guys that pre-fish and the guys that don't. So this is the, the classic, you know, the big one, so we're going to try a little harder. So we're well, going to get cool. a hotel in cold water and put in a couple days. Yeah. Well, another cool thing that we got to do while we were all together at the cabin this weekend was uh, do a little bit of knot tying, and we made our first attempt at shooting video of that. And, How'd they turn out? Uh, they turned out pretty good. Uh, we've got some things that we're going to work on on that, but uh, I did post those videos up on miiceguys.com. So anybody that wants to take a look at those, we did the Michigan rig which you want to describe what a Michigan rig is, Chad? And, you know, it's like you're, you're adding a fly dropper. 
with a jig underneath it. It's kind of like a drop shot rig, but the, the sinker is the jig and the fly is the, uh, your drop shot hook kind of thing. But it's like a half inch dropper off of the uh, main line down to a jig. So cool. Well, he did that and then he, then he, then uh, he did the uh, snelling on a horizontal jig. And that's one that I get asked a lot about when, well, back before COVID, when we could actually do seminars, uh, guys always want to see it. Now. So we uh, documented that and put it out there so you guys can uh, jump out to the webpage and give a look to that and check that out. So we're going to come right back after a short break and talk about what's going on now with ICE and some of the other things that we've got planned coming up. So hold on, guys, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Chaz here from the MI Ice Guys. I want to talk to you about K&E Stopper Lures, especially the Scandia line of tungsten jigs. I've been having a great time fishing with these this year and last year. The new colors are awesome. Check them out. Get out there to your local sporting goods shop and look for that blue packaging with yellow text on it. Pick up a Scandia lure or 10. It's a whole lot of fun to fish with. They're bright, they're durable, and good stuff. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Steph had a couple of little technical issues, but we got him back live in this segment, so <laughs> he'll join in on us. But, you know, I uh, got asked the other morning to talk on Wood Radio, and a few of you may have heard me about, you know, hey, it's time to pull your shanties off. Well, you know what they're talking about are those permanent shanties, and there's many of us that keep them around. But if you live on a lake and it's time to pull it off if you're on uh, Lake St. Clair. And, uh, you know, if you're down here around us, it's getting time to pull those permanents off, get them off the ice. The DNR can find you. And then the end of the month, the rest of the lower peninsula, uh, pretty much got to get them off. And then, uh, into, and then if you're in the UP, you got all the way through March and then you got to pull them off. So, uh, Guys, just kind of be aware of those uh, rules and regulations on that, and we'll uh, all save that $500 fine or whatever to uh, spend it on good tackle and stuff. But the topic came up about all this warm weather. You know, hey, we've had a couple of days, at least here in Grand Rapids, knocking on the door of 40 degrees. And, of course, the non-fishermen all kind of want to say, oh, my God, is that ice still safe? Well, as we've experienced on Houghton Lake and here on the local lakes, we're right around 20 inches of ice out there, and that does not disappear instantly. Uh, yeah, there's probably a foot today on Wabasis when I was out. Yeah, that's a lot I, of ice. I was on blue. Yeah, I was on blue yesterday. There's probably a little bit more there. So, I mean, it just melted a lot of the snow and turned it a little sloppy, but she'll harden up here overnight. Yeah, I'm looking at the forecast in the next couple of days. Uh, overnights are going to dip down below uh, freezing. And so that's going to help firm up that surface. But as Chad mentioned, thaw off the snow on the top. I mean, what did you figure, Ch guys, that we were drilling through up on Houghton Lake? Six inches of snow on top of the ice? 
in a lot of yeah, places. It wasn't too bad of snow, but I mean, yeah, there's probably four to six inches, but and then there's 20 inches of ice, probably. It was all the all the flighting of your auger. So mm-hmm. yeah, we did there's, take a video of. Uh, and I haven't edited that one. That I had the video camera mounted on top or on the front of the commander, and when I drill a hole, it's like I'm looks like I'm touching my toes when the drill yeah. goes all the way down. <laughs> Trying to stand on your head. <laughs> Might need an extension just so that we don't have to bend over quite so far with that. But it was bring, bringing back memories of Minnesota. Oh yeah, that, that was brutal too. There was some thick ice out there. But guys, as you know, this is coming along. It reminds me that, hey, we're probably going to get rid of that snow and it could make for some more slippery spots. So wearing your uh, spikes, your katulas, your cleats, whatever you're wearing, your boot chisels could be uh, something you want to think about having handy if you get out on those lakes that have some water on them or glare ice can get pretty slick out there uh, especially if the temperature's up 40 degrees and the sun's out so you want to be careful about that stuff now one of the other things that i really love is that march fishing really you don't have to it's not so cold you don't have to dress so heavy and you can do a little more hopping and have a little more enjoyment i mean the fish usually put the feed bag on too and the late ice so yeah, That's because they're getting starting to gear up for breeding season. Yep. Yep. You got a lot of, you know, you get some runoff in the lake, so there's a lot of bugs, and sometimes it dirties the water up a little bit, and they can't pick your bait out quite as good, so they bite it a little easier. I mean, there's a lot of good things about last ice. Get some fresh yeah. nutrients flowing in, and it kicks everything in gear. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, drilling holes and draining that water out, you know, when there's not snow on top, really can kind of help because it also helps with a little bit of oxygenation in the lakes as well. So I guess we can say we're helping the lakes out by drilling them full of holes. Taking a couple of fish so it's not overpopulated. Yeah, yeah. we got a population like we, control. <laughs> it's like we say in uh, deer season, you know, we're keeping them off the bumpers. But uh, anyway, yeah. You can look forward to, I think, most of March here in uh, the Grand Rapids area, at least, of being able to get out there. And depending on what the next few weeks do, it could extend out. We always yeah. hope that we get to fish in April. Yeah, the two-week forecast yep. looks great. I mean, it's going to be just about yeah, freezing during the day. Warm days and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so getting weather. rid of that snow is a great thing. I'm looking forward to it because uh, we have the kids outing this weekend for a bunch of uh, scouts that we're going to take out on Reed's Lake and have a great time with them teaching those kids how to fish and what our passion's all about. So not trudging through a two foot of slush is a bonus for that. So it's coming Definitely. just in time for that. But, uh, some other things that, uh, I kind of look forward to in the last ice is that, you know, those, crappie they kind of get schooling a little better it seems like to me yeah they get moving shallow under the ice too in some lakes yeah they're coming up a little higher as the warm water rushes in just higher uh, in the water column not so much shallow water but they're on the cruise closer to the ice they're cruising for stuff that's melting and falling out of the ice 
So it's all good things that we can look forward to here as we go. Now, um, some of the lakes, as you get down towards the border, uh, Chad mentioned that he's going to be down there. Uh, what was the name of the lake, Chad? Uh, Long Lake, Long Lake and Reading. It's by Coldwater. Down by Coldwater, we'll yeah. There on Saturday. Now, you start if you guys are listening from down that area, you're going to probably in the next uh, few weeks start watching for those edges to start deteriorating. And one of the things that always uh, gets me is that if it's a urban lake and you have a lot of parking lots around it, they have a lot of runoff and that can uh, really erode edges fast in there. Whereas some of the more rural lakes and you get out around Steph's house and Chad's house where there's not as much pavement near the lakes, you're going to hold the edges a lot longer. But just be careful getting on and off the ice. And uh, yeah, that's usually the hardest part. Out in the middle, it's usually stays a lot, stays strong for a lot longer than those edges because all the runoff, the snow melt, the roads, everything else. So, yeah, yep. So, uh, think about your spots before you go and make sure that you uh, go prepared. It's probably time to put that emergency set of dry clothes back in the truck just in case. In case. You get that soaker getting in and out of the lake. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, it mostly hits me on the way out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, the sun has right. been baking on it while I got a limit of fish. And on the when I'm heading off the ice, whoops. So you can change and go home. So, guys, you just want to be cautious about those things. And uh, what else do you guys want to add about late ice? Any other good tips, Chad? Well, I mean, your perch are going to, they spawn pretty much at ice out. So, you know, some of the best perch fishing is going to be coming on here pretty soon. I know I was on some of the uh, Lake Michigan tributaries last year and doing pretty good. You know, they start moving in towards their spawning grounds. So that's something to look for. You know, even on your norm, you know, on your inland lakes, they're going to start moving a little shallower. You know, so it's a good time to maybe target those and, the bluegills and crappie, you know, they're going to be putting the feed bag on, like we said, because the last ice, it's always first ice, last ice are always usually the best bite. So it's a good time to get out there and have a little fun before the open water gets here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up and uh, talk about a couple of the other Ideas that we got coming along about where we're going to fish. Podcasting hard water fishing in the Great Lakes State. We're the MI Ice Guys. Check us out online at miiceguys.com. Guys, when you're out on the ice, do you protect your eyes? The MI Ice Guys have partnered with Costa Del Mar Sunglasses. Made in America, made by hand. The thinnest glass technology for sunglasses. 100% UV protection. We love our coasts so much, we took them to Finland to the worlds. They allowed us to see where other people had been drilling before, protected our eyes in the blowing snow, and kept us looking good on the ice. Made in America, Costa Del Mar sunglasses. Get them online, get them at a local retailer near you. Remember, tell them the MI Ice Guys sent you and you need the best. Hey guys, it's Chad and Steph, and of course Chaz here. And uh, we're doing the online 
thing. Once again, it's worked out pretty well for us this year with COVID and everything else going on. It just makes it a whole lot easier. And, you know, Chad lives probably an hour away and Steph lives, you know, half hour from the studio and I live a half hour from the studio. So it's just saving us a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Works out really and well. Chad borrowed like an hour and 45 away. Wow. From the studio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Chad's wife's got a good job way up north. So he he lives well, where she's where says. I do most of my work too. Yeah. But he borrowed his son's uh gaming headset so he could join us online today, and that's great. But Chad, you got championship coming up in a couple of weeks. Now, how do you what do you do different for prepping for championship? Well, we're gonna be there a lot longer. But uh, we got we got to cover two lakes, so we'll probably we'll probably leave Friday or Saturday. You know, it's a twelve hour drive, the week before the tournament. So I mean, we both have machines, and we'll probably split up a little bit and be together some to cover. You know, two different lakes, but you know, you got to have a good game plan on both of them. So it takes a lot more effort, you know, a little more time because you can't. You know, me and Steph have done really good on one lake two years in a row, but did really bad on the other and <laughs> yeah. ended up uh, just in the top 10. So you got to, you got to hold your own on both lakes. Both days. One of them is going to be a little smaller fish. Yeah. The first, the first lake I think is going to be a little smaller fish. And the second lake is going to be the, the separator, but you don't want to get more than a pound behind, you know, so got to put time on both and, you know, figure now, out. How the do they break that bit. up? Do they do uh, one fish or one lake one day and then change lakes the second day? Yep, that's what we're doing. So I think it's Roy Lake the first day, which is the little bit smaller fish. So everybody's on Roy and, you know, your best eight and eight, crappie and bluegill. And then uh, wherever you finish after the first day is where you start for day two. So if you end up first on the first, after the first day, you start first in line on day two. And you got a little lead of obviously, but you know, you just want to be in that, you know, within shooting range is all you really want to be. You put yourself within a kicker away. You got a good shot. You know, they catch one kicker, you catch two or you catch three. Now you've made up the difference and you got a shot at winning. So this, this tournament's going to be where, you know, first place to 30th might all have a chance to win going into day two because day two's fish are that much better. So that'll, that'll keep it nice for a lot of teams last year, you know, me and Anthony won, but we, we had the lead both, you know, we won both days, but, uh, there's a big difference between like first and 10th, you know, it might've been a two and a half, three pounds difference. So, I mean, they're, you know, to make up 10 places in that kind of weight, you know, more likely not everybody above you is going to do bad. But Roy Lake should be, you know, everybody in the first top 30 might be within a pound. So you can do that kind of weight. You know, just get a couple yeah, good that's, kickers. That's pretty close. Now, when you guys are out there, I know that we've talked about this a couple of years ago, but just as a reminder to the guys, when you guys are, uh, I know that you guys both carry scales, you know. Yep. And you're evaluating those fish, not just by sight, but weighing them. So when it's you a get to tournament, the, so that's the most important thing. So you're judging your fish right there on the ice. And a lot of those, uh, lakes in Minnesota 
have a much smaller uh, bag limit than we do here in Michigan. Yeah, these lakes aren't the special rag lakes, but it's still, it's only 20 bluegill and 10 crappie. So, I mean, that you're turning in eight crappie. You and your partner can only catch 20 or well, keep 20. So, I mean, it, a lot of times you want to keep your first eight if you're worried about a limit. But most of the time we aren't worried about that. We kind of, we've weighed a few fish and know what we think it takes. So once we get close to that, we start keeping those fish just so you don't have to worry about the the uh, state bag limit. Right. And you guys also utilize a cooler out there on the ice to keep the fish in pretty good condition. Yep, we have a cooler on the quad to keep them in good shape. Now, you got an aerator in there? I know that Chris runs no, one. No, no. Not using no. that? All right. No, no aerator. But, uh, yeah, keeping the fish, you know, in a little better condition, keeping them in the water. Well, uh, they don't lose as much weight. You know, they don't slime off that little bit we've lost a championship by 0.02 so you know i want to keep them in good shape every little bit counts <laughs> every, every gram counts <laughs> yeah that well, was 18 but, uh, grams 18 grams <laughs> damn yeah that's that's a that's a rough yeah well we One didn't rough we broke away. the scale we broke our scale didn't get to weigh any of our bluegill oh my so that's why we you had, carry we two had, scales now yeah, Three. we had 35, 40 bluegill on the ice and didn't get to weigh them. We just picked our best eight. Could have easily grabbed the wrong eight. Yeah. yeah. They were so similar that year at North Lake. Steph was there. Mm -hmm. They were, they were similar. It just depended on which one. Cookie ate cutters. Yeah. yeah. All eight and a yeah. half inches. <laughs> now, when it comes to weigh-in time, now, Steph and I, we were helping out there. Steph got to play MC and I was running the scoring computer. Uh, when Jack would weigh the fish and stuff, it's, it's been a little different this year because of COVID restrictions that we're doing it outdoors and the teams are, uh, trying to stay socially distanced. And, um, you know, one of the topics that came up was that, you know, it's harder to watch them on the Facebook live, uh, out there. Well, you guys got to understand as Jack pointed out last weekend, we're outdoors in the wind. How, how good of sound and stuff do you expect us to get? <laughs> and the, yeah. the cameraman socially distanced away and the whole bit. So uh, hopefully next year we're going to be back to the normal of uh, being able to get together indoors and do that stuff. And I'd encourage any of you guys that are near a tournament to watch the weigh-in. It's, it's pretty uh, interesting and competitive to watch the teams come in bring their fish in talk to the teams you know if it's a local lake learn they'll help you out a little bit yeah there they'll were a couple of volunteers there from uh Lyman's that worked over there when we were up at Houghton Lake and they were helping out and they asked a whole bunch of questions and nobody was talking to them and I says well I'll wait until the fish are weighed as soon as the fish were weighed oh everybody tell everybody everything you know, yeah, they, everybody likes to the way help any sport out. is. Yeah. So if it's your lake that the tournament's on, go support them, you know, show up, do some cheering, whatever, you know, maybe bring a 12 pack of beer, you know, and, uh, you'll learn some tips afterwards because all the fishermen will talk to you. Yeah. You know, you might want to bring some mountain dews for a couple of the guys. we got some of the guys that don't drink. 
which was a funny story when we were at the restaurant. Jack walked up and I says, Hey Jack, what do you have? And he says, Coke. And I told the bartender, I says, My friend Jack would like a Coke. They brought him a Jack and Coke, a Jack Daniels and Coke. <laughs> it was and a Jack doesn't doesn't drink. He doesn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> he took one swig off it because a pretty good swig because he was thirsty and he went, Whoa. <laughs> so Chad got an extra cocktail out of that one. Mm-hmm. But uh from then on, we told the waitress his name was Bob because there's no liquor named Bob that I can think of. No. Uh thankfully. But it was it was a good time and you know getting to see the guys and hang out that was a whole lot of fun yeah that's a big part of it too is the having fun while you're out there seeing all your buddies and hanging out yeah and then the fishing and part the fishing part and for locals hey you might learn something just like we're doing these videos on the knot tying we're going to try and do a few more of those Steph's talking that he's going to get a big rig so he can tie a piece of rope around a big old hook <laughs> So everybody can see the detail. Hey, um, just something to make it a little more visible for people. Yeah, just we to... did. When we were tying the video, we started out with the clear line. That barely showed up on video. So we switched over to an orange line. And you can see that a little bit better on there. Yeah, we need some like paracord or something. Yeah, Something that yeah. you can still pull the knot tight, but you know, you can see it. Yeah, Steph's going to have to get over to the welding shop there or something and build a big old giant hook for a demo hook. I got to build a mock jig. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the other things that people ask about quite often is, you know, cooking the fish. I mentioned yeah. I got to clean some fish tonight. Uh, <laughs> we get we clean and eat a lot of fish, the guys that fish as I much fish as we do. yesterday. Yeah. And uh, Steph... You came up with a way to kind of lighten up the beer batter. You want to talk us through that? Yeah, sure can. Yeah, instead of, you know, typically when you do your beer batter, your 50% dry ingredients and 50% beer makes a good beer batter. But some people don't like that heavy breading on their fish. So what you can do there is, you know, maybe add like a third of a cup more beer and thin that down a bit. And I know a couple weeks ago when Chaz was up, I did a beer batter. And instead of using like salt and pepper and garlic salt and different things that I like to use, I put lemon pepper in it. And if Chaz remembers that, that was really good. That came through on the on the batter very nicely. So yeah, that, that was did. A compliment there. Another way to get around the the to non beer batter, I'm just to go with the dry batter. Uh, you can make your own out of cornmeal and flour, salt and pepper. Uh, there's a lot of good brands out there like the Andes mix andy's red andy's yellow uh, the louisiana brand there's we had shore lunch yesterday yep shore lunch is very good it's all seasoned you can just dry batter them don't do that if you want a heavier batter you can do an egg wash on the fish first then do them in the dry or i don't like the heavy batter so i just do them right in the, the dry mix itself and that lets that flavor of the fish shine through a little bit better yeah yeah there's a We've had some great fish fries over the years, and, you know, Steph's got his kitchen pretty well set up to go to town on it, and I miss those days. We still need to schedule one of those days when we all go fishing and all come back to Steph's house for a fish fry. Yeah, usually well, you, you guys are still, 
y'all are cleaning and I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah, well, Sunday might work. I don't think I got any well, specific plans yet. I don't have any plans Sunday. So we'll talk that over. Well, guys, if you have a favorite recipe, go ahead and use that uh, Ask an MI Ice Guy and share it with us on miiceguys.com. And, or you can just email us at report at miiceguys.com. And, hey, maybe we'll give it a try. Maybe we'll talk about it on an upcoming podcast. We're probably going to try and do at least a couple more of these before the season's over. So be safe out there, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Find a little tournament to go play around in and see see if you got the stuff to beat some other guys. If nothing else, you'll make some new friends. Enjoy some fish fries with your buddies. Yep. I'm Chaz. I'm Steph. I'm Chad. We're in my ice, guys. We love ice fishing in Michigan. Talk to you guys soon. Say yes. MI Ice Guys would like to thank you for joining us once again for one of our podcasts. Be sure to subscribe on MIIceGuys.com so that you don't miss any of our tips and hear a little bit about our fishing stories. Be safe out there, guys. Enjoy the fishing. And may thaw soon.